I'm trying to fulfill with money what can only be fulfilled through nobility, Mm -hmm. through connection, through virtue. That's the only place of real lasting success. Chris Lamb. This is the Money Hole Podcast. Please make sure to like, subscribe, comment. Thank you so much for watching today. I'm with my good friend, Jason Bellaton. Thanks for being here, bro. Thanks, man, so much. Appreciate you doing yeah, this. It's an honor. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. And honestly, it's probably an ongoing conversation that we're all always having. Um, but I've been in a really unique position the last few years with business coaching and and some of the different worlds that I run in. Um, and learning about emotional health. And, you know, it's something for guys like me and so many that it really wasn't even on my radar for most of my life. And so I just thought this would be such a valuable conversation because I have so many friends right now that I'm sharing my journey with, and they're in the business world, they're high-level leaders, and, you know, they're just eating this stuff up mm-hmm. because it's not something they hear all the time at their church or from their counselor. And um, so I would love to just, you know, take a minute and go back to Wyoming. We've talked about it a few times on the podcast, but, you know, you had invited a group of us to go up to the shooting school. And I said yes. And so we get up there, and this is a bunch of pastors, high-level business people, leaders, you know, very successful people up there. Mm-hmm. And I've been to a lot of men's retreats before. And honestly, I didn't really have a radar or, you know, a grid for what to expect. And and so what I remember was these guys who had a lot to lose, you know, a lot of guys at these high levels, they're not super real mm-hmm. and vulnerable is the language we use with what's going on in their life. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was multiple times where, I remember sitting there going, I cannot believe how authentic these guys are about whatever it is going on in their life. And, you know, because before this, I would have, you know, I think if anyone would have saw some of these guys in the different places that they shine in in the world, in business, they would have this maybe thought that that guy has everything together. Mm-hmm. And yet these, this group of men at that time, they were, they were sharing their struggles you know, and it's just not something that's super common. Yeah. And so, you know, from that fast forward, um, you know, Brave Co has, has really been this group of men that I've been running with. And in, in the business world, you know, when I coach guys, I was actually talking to Fab about it earlier. You know, these are guys who have millions of dollars, who have Lamborghinis, you know, they're super successful by Instagram's standards, <laughs> But when you're coaching people like that, you you really get a window into their life. Yeah. And you start seeing the addiction, the affair, um, you know, the low self-esteem with uh with the with the giant ego. And and so I just thought, you know, it would be fun to have a conversation with you and, and really helpful for some of the people that are gonna see this, if you could talk a little bit about your journey with those types of people and you know, I think the lie is that if I share what's going on inside of me, I'm going to lose X. Mm-hmm. It feels almost like to expose what's going on in here, 
to somebody, I'm going to lose everything I have. And and what I think has been real for the guys I've been running with, and you're one of them, is it's the opposite is true. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, I think growing up in the church, I was blessed to grow up in the church. And, and basically, I probably didn't miss 10 Sundays from zero to 18 years old, for reals. And, you know, I spent so much time there. I remember asking my dad, like, do I have to go to church? He'd say, no, you don't have to go to church. You get to go to church. Mm-hmm. And even in the church, what I found is people have million-dollar spirits and 10-cent souls. Mm-hmm. And in the world, people have million-dollar bodies and 10-cent souls. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of people that have been taught how to actually manage their soul, what it looks like to take care of themselves, body, soul, and spirit. And couple that with, you know, we live in the most fatherless generation that's ever been alive where our dads aren't home because they don't want to be, not because they're at war. And so what that's done is it's created so much pain and discomfort in men. We have, um, we're not getting that, that initiation into manhood, right? Mm -hmm. So there's so many men that have never been initiated and what what's come out of that is a whole bunch of guys going, do I actually have what it takes? Mm-hmm. Is it okay to fail? Um, how do I build confidence? And, and so you get these high performers who are performing for love instead of performing out of love, performing mm-hmm. because it's who I am. And so, man, I've just been, I don't know, I've just been on such a journey to help men understand what real success is Mm -hmm. because I've worked with so many men over the years, uh, multimillionaires, billionaires, uh, really successful church leaders. And if you don't know how to manage your body, your soul and your spirit, then you just end up overcompensating an area in burning out eventually, Mm -hmm. or it becomes it eventually becomes a crutch, right? Your your strength overplayed becomes a detriment to you. And so, yeah, teaching guys how to do what they were never taught how to do. Yeah. And it feels so vulnerable because most men didn't grow up in a home where dad was being open and vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Where dad was modeling that and going like, man, I uh, it's okay to fail. Or um, one thing that my dad told me when I was a young boy, I remember is, he said, I want you to make all of your mistakes at home. I was 15 mm-hmm. because you have mom and I here. Wow. And so he modeled that culture of, of like around the greatest leader in my life. I could be weak. I could fail. I could ask lots of questions because I had a man who was confident in who he was and gave me identity no matter if I succeeded or failed. He was there to help me win mm-hmm. overall. And so... It's been so cool to watch over this last really two and a half years as we've been helping men in Braveco uh, learn how to connect emotionally or connect to their emotions, really learn how to set healthy boundaries, learn how to process pain, learn how to work through forgiveness, like really unpack the backpack of pain that they've been carrying Mm -hmm. around for a long time. It's been great. Yeah, it really has been. Um, I was at a, I was at a, men's group at lunch today with a bunch of business people. And, you know, it's interesting because this concept of this void and this misconception of what a man is, it's, you know, it's, it's really a popular topic right now. I think people are just, I think we're awakening as a culture 
to that. You know, you got Jordan Peterson talking about it. And one of my friends, Josh, he was, he was talking about uh, Tristan Tate yep. and just how so many men are looking at that as the example of yep. a man. And, and I had a Navy SEAL on here, you know, a couple months back and, the, you know, most Navy SEALs, they, they don't usually write books, go on TV and they're, they're actually pretty quiet. And so, you know, talking with him and mentioning some of the more popular names, it's just, it was really interesting when you think about, you know, some of these guys who, you know, their thing is I run a hundred miles till your feet bleed and Mm -hmm. how there's so many people that are posting those quotes and pictures and, you know, and, but the, the actual seals would tell you that some of those guys were the weakest guys yeah, because those guys were trying to get to the mountain faster than everybody else while the rest of the seals were thinking, no, we want to try to help our brothers get up to the mountain. So I just, I I see it all the time now, you know, as we've been running together and I've been really awakening to this, my emotions for the first time in my life, I I see the lie that our culture is buying into and and the detriment that it's it's causing. Yeah. We all want somebody to look up to, you know? And I think that that's really normal. It's, it's part of what we're wired to do is find these heroes in our life that, help us aspire to something great. Mm -hmm. And again, like it's supposed to be our dad, right? Your first inheritance is supposed to be this inheritance of identity given to you by your dad and your mom. But for a man, there's a really great quote by John Eldridge who said, masculinity is not something a man's born with. It's something poured into a man Mm -hmm. from other men. Mm -hmm. And we're constantly looking for this initiation, for this, this, blessing from another man that basically says, you know, you have what it takes because that's the question that we're always asking. And so when we see someone like a Tristan Tate or even his brother, um, we start to go like, oh, that guy, that guy looks successful. Yeah. He looks like he's got money. He's got got Cuban cigars. He's in a private jet with about 10 girls around him. Yeah. They're all beautiful. Yeah. And they all, and he's in shape. He fights. They all respect him. Right. And so, for men, respect is such a a a goal, such a mm. massive goal for men. And so we're all constantly looking around going, well, what is the mark? Tell me what the mark is that I'm supposed to be hitting as a man, and I'll go through hell to try and get there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that mark given to you when you're young, that nobility actually is really what we're missing in this culture. Mm-hmm. And so we go, respect? Yeah, I want respect. Well, respect at what cost? Yeah. Respect at doing disrespectful things. Respect at uh, earning money in ways that that aren't actually healthy. Respect at burning myself out to climb the top. Respect at having to have four or five or six women to make myself feel powerful. Well, that's not actually real respect. That's not what, because it lacks nobility. And so most men don't have a value system that includes nobility. And as soon as you throw nobility into the mix, well, what does it mean to actually be a noble man? Mm-hmm. that's something that's hard. And I yeah. think that that's what, when your Navy SEAL friend was talking about, I think that may even be the piece that maybe he wasn't even able to put together right, right there is like, what's it mean to be a noble man, to be a loyal man to the team, not just the guy who can climb to the top, but a guy who can get to the top in a way that includes integrity, mm-hmm. that includes a value system. And if that was never shown to you, honestly, I don't blame, I don't blame men. I don't look around and go yeah. like, I can't believe that you're doing that. Most guys, 
again, just were never shown how and were never given a value system. And so it was it was dog eat dog. It's it's what we do when we're left with a lot of pain is we start medicating that pain any way that we can. And success is one way to medicate pain. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're we're working hard to change a culture. We're yeah. working hard to re-identify what it means to be a man. And what it means to be a man is to walk with nobility, to lay your life down, to think of others uh, as you would think of yourself, right? Is to learn how to protect, provide, and promote for the people in your life. That's what it means to be a man. That's not an easy thing to do. No, it's not because as you said, how are people going to learn that when there's nobody around to teach it? You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, so many guys I know, they'll hear this and they're in a church somewhere in Texas, for example. And it's like, that sounds great. Um, where are those guys at? Yeah. You it's know. it's honestly why, we, why we've why we banded together. Mm-hmm. And guys don't have to join Brave Co. or whatever, but you have to have men that are willing to hold a standard. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have those men willing to hold a standard, then eventually it just becomes the Lord of the Flies, right? Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of guys where it's, you know, it's survival of the fittest. But I think what's starting to happen is guys are realizing that there is there is no lasting value when you get to when you climb the ladder without virtue. You get up there and there's this phrase that says it's lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. Right. When you burn every bridge to get to the top, it's lonely at the top. Yep. When you don't know how to to open up and connect with other people, it's lonely at the top. When you don't know how to do life on life, it's lonely at the top. But we were never supposed to get to the highest levels of living in any area of life on our own. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to actually be impossible. The Bible says that we are all a part of the body. I may be the foot and you may be whatever, the head and but we're all supposed to work together to use our strength so that you don't have to overwork in an area. You can actually use my strength Mm -hmm. and I don't have to be something that I'm not, I can use your strength. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of the self-made man, it's the guy that's working harder than he should. It's the guy that's lonelier than he needs to be. It's the guy that's more tired than he ought to be because he doesn't have anyone around him. And so what we're seeing and what I've seen, I mean, I've done counseling for 20 years is these guys get to the highest levels of success in their business and they can't actually sustain it long-term or even if they sustain it, that that bit of success, it's not fulfilling because they look around and they're the only one there. Yep. It's so lonely at yep. the top. And one guy I worked with, um, he had, I started counseling him because his marriage was falling apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had become a billionaire and he, we were talking one day and he said, you know, I got to 500 million and he said, I was so disconnected from my wife and my family. It, my work was my marriage. It was all that I had. Yep. And so he said, I just, I just thought, I don't know, I was making another 500 million and he got to a billion and ended up losing it because he kept taking greater and greater and greater risks to find that sense of fulfillment, yeah. that sense of purpose, that sense of rush. Making a billion dollars wasn't enough mm-hmm. until he loses everything. And then realizing like, I'm trying to fulfill with money what can only be fulfilled through nobility, mm-hmm. through connection, through virtue. It, that's the only place of real lasting success. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, it's important that people know that we're not in any way, shape or form saying that it's, it's, there's anything wrong with making money, no, uh, building businesses. Like those things are super necessary and they're, a, they can be a huge blessing. What we're really trying to say is, um, there's a way that you can have it all. And you probably just didn't know that because yeah. it's like you said, like so many people, they just, we we're talking, we're speaking a language that I didn't even know existed until not long ago. Yeah. You know? And, and once you hear it, it's just like, Oh, Whoa. You know, it's like, I was missing this my whole life. And, and, you know, I was talking to a guy recently who is very successful and I'm pretty vulnerable these days with people. I've actually learned that it's my strength with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I shared something and he said, man, I've been sober six years and I've been struggling because I, you know, he did, he doesn't even really have a group or a program or anything. He's just been white knuckling it. And I said, Hey, well, I'd love to hear your story. I ended up telling him about Brave Co. But I, I, I say in business, there are probably three out of five people that I know that are successful. They, they're, they, they are not happy. Like they're just not happy. I mean, I see so many divorces and, Luckily, some of my friends who are successful, they had an incredible wife. They had a great foundation. Mm-hmm. They knew God, so they did not have to end in divorce. Mm-hmm. And they were able to have a revelation uh, without it costing them a lot. But I remember my, a friend of mine told me about eight or nine years ago, he went through a really hard time with his wife. And he was working you know, nonstop, not home with the kids. And he went his wife said something to him one day. She she looked at him and she said, "Hey, I just want you to know that you're a lot less attractive with half of your net worth." <laughs> and yeah. it really like rattled him. And it wasn't about the money. It was like it was a revelation for him, you know. Yeah. And this guy went. I remember seeing him a few years later, and he was thirty pounds lighter. He looked so healthy. Mm-hmm. He was so much more charismatic. He was waking up at a decent hour, getting rest, working out every day with a trainer. Um, And I was just like, man, how did you go from there to there? And it was desperation, but I was waiting to see his business fail. And what happened for him was his business got bigger Yeah, because he had to learn how to start pulling people up the mountain with him because he couldn't do it all himself. And it turns out that's actually a really good idea in business too. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, they say that, um, psychological isolation. So being alone inside of yourself is more damaging than smoking 12 cigarettes a day. And so that's what studies show. And wow. yeah, it's crazy. Like we were never wired to do life on our own. It's mm-hmm. not how we were wired. And I remember when I was a young boy, my dad, <clears throat> um, one day he told me, hey, if you have three good friends, that like you are a blessed man. And I started laughing. I was like, dad, I've got like 10 friends. You yeah. know, when you're young, like, yeah. you have so many friends. Oh yeah. And I look at it now and I know what my dad's talking about. Yeah. You know, I think our father's generation lived even more. I think, I think our generation is starting to do stuff that even our dads didn't do Mm -hmm. and starting to live in ways that our parents didn't even know how to live. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's the big thing is like, you don't have to live alone. You don't have to do life on your own. You don't have to pretend that you're some self-made man. Like the better option is to run with guys, is to invite guys into 
life where you do life together. And like you said, like a lot of guys don't know how to do that. And I think you just start somewhere. Like I moved, uh, I don't know, two minutes away from your house. Mm -hmm. And you invited me over to work out with you in the mornings. Like mm -hmm. we knew each other some, but you're like, Hey, I work out. If you want to come work out with me, like that's where we started mm -hmm. is. And I just thought like, that's cool. I mean, I already want to work out. And I know that if I work out with somebody else, I'm way more likely yeah. to reach my goals. Yep. Right. And so we started doing that and didn't stop. Like that's a gateway into deeper connection. Mm -hmm. And I think some guys make the mistake of just trying to go deep. I've seen that in the church a lot with discipleships, like, okay, let's meet and we'll tell each other our sins and then we'll do that once a week. And it's like, well, that gets really old. Yeah. Who wants to do that? But really mixing life together. So it's like rally around your hobbies, rally around things that bring you both life and then also take it to the next level. Like do some real courage-based vulnerability, mm -hmm. like learn to share your story, learn to ask good questions, learn to ask for help, you know? And then before you know it, like you have these relationships that are more valuable to you than almost anything else in your life. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what makes life worth living Yeah, is I'm sharing life with a whole bunch of people. You know, we both do a lot of hunting and a lot of fishing and some of the best days I've had on, on the river fly fishing were by myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's when, when you land a really big fish and you're there all alone, you're kind of like, that was really cool, but it's kind of empty at yeah. the same time. And there comes a point where you're like, I don't know that I really even, that it's that fulfilling anymore Yeah, because the real fulfilling th thing in life is, I mean, really all you have is the memories that you make. Yeah. Cause almost every moment that we live, like Almost all of life is is realized in past tense. Yeah, and so man, doing life with other guys is just so much more powerful. Yeah, I think about some of the hunts I've gone on, and I've had some really good ones by myself. But when I've had, there's been a few experiences where it was one of the most intense experiences in the woods ever. And it makes such a difference to know that there's someone that's there feeling the same feelings with you. Yeah. I mean, it, that is, and I've never thought about that till now, but yeah, it makes that memory a more potent memory in your, in your mind that you experience things with the people you care about and yeah. you get to see it. That's so good, man. Yeah. I think it's all about, to me, life is all about building, building wealth in every area, mm -hmm. in your marriage, in your friendships in your businesses, like how can I raise the value mm -hmm. in every area of my life with your kids? And, and one way to do that is to add people to your life. Yeah. How are we doing on time? Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, it, you know, there's a lot of sayings like all be all in all the time. Um, but I, I really see that you know, the people that we're running with right now, they are literally trying to live up to the best ideal person that they can in every single area, yeah. every, all of them, you know, and it's, it's weird how when you're around a bunch of guys doing that, it, it's, it's almost like they're with you when you're alone. Well, the thing is like, uh, this last year, you'll remember this cause you're one of the guys I reached out to, I had a thousand dollars in the bank mm -hmm. and 
I was on my way to Taiwan and to speak. I ended up speaking uh, 15 times in three days, 80 minute <laughs> sessions through a translator. And if you speak like, you know, like that's, uh, that's hard. Yeah. It's, tough. it's a marathon. It's a marathon. And my kids were sick, which means, you know, I'm gone for eight days. My wife's at home mm -hmm. dealing with sick kids. We have a thousand dollars left in the bank. Mm -hmm. I'm in Taiwan. And I remember on the drive there, I just thought to myself like, okay, the game plan is I don't figure this out on my own. Yeah. The game plan is I don't go to Taiwan on my own. Mm -hmm. I don't do this whole week alone. And so I remember reaching out to you and Ted and just said, hey guys, just want to let you know where I'm at. I got a thousand bucks left in the bank. I got some kids, sit, sick kids at home. Um, while I was having a little bit of a tough time and I'm getting ready to speak. I ended up speaking, I think 18 times total, but it was just like I'm in a different time zone, right? Like I'm I'm doing, I'm way out of my comfort zone. Yep. And it wasn't like I needed anything fixed or solved. You'd reach out to me and said, bro, if you need anything, if you have finances, if you need me to help your kids, I'm here for you. It's not actually that your friends go and do everything for you. It's that you know that you're not in the foxhole alone. Yeah. And it's like, think about it like this. If you're in a war, do you want to be the only guy in your foxhole? Yep. Hell no. No. Definitely. Not at all. Yeah. I want guys that are capable and competent mm -hmm. who are doing what? They're giving me courage. That's yeah. what encouragement is. I impart my courage to you that are helping me to remember what's important. Hey, Jay, we'll help you figure this out. Hey, we'll help you. You know, if you need anything, I'm here for you. Hey, you've got this. Keep your head down. You know, focus on what's important. And, you know, now it's been, I don't know, six months since then. And <clears throat> I'm in a way different place than I was at yep. financially. Um you know, emotionally, I, I went through that whole week fine. It's like, that's what you need friends for. You need friends to help you remember what's important, help you remember you're not alone, help you know that you're going to figure this out. And I just, it's like time after time after time, the men in my life help me to live at the standard that I want to live at yep. so that I can look at myself and feel proud of myself. Yeah. That's what we're all trying to do. You know, and in, in business, the principle applies because part of one of the best parts of the coaching groups I've been a part of is not necessarily always the coaching. It's the community. Yeah. And so we're not really necessarily dealing with matters of our souls and our hearts. Um, but the, the access to guys who you can call at any time I've called three of them today mm -hmm. because I'm going through something right now. I never would have done without this community. Yeah, And so this is, it's applicable to everything, but what we're really talking about is the hearts and souls. And we're talking about this because there are so many men suffering right now and they don't even know it. And so what I would love to do is just maybe take a few minutes here. And so, it, you know, if someone's watching this and they're like, how do I find those types of people? I, I, I heard something that really rung true. It resonated with me. I'm not showing up for my kids. My wife and I are disconnected. Um, you know, I'm working a ton of hours, you know, I'm avoiding mm -hmm. a lot of things in my life and they're just hopeless. They don't know where to start. What would you recommend to someone like that? And, you know, Braveco is something I would love you to also talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an option for guys. So guys can go to braveco.org, um, and they can lead a small group there if they want to, or they can mm -hmm. get connected to us and find out if we have another group that's going, they can jump into. Mm -hmm. So there's options for that. And you know, just like at our church, we have men's core groups that guys mm -hmm. can jump into. To me, there's no magic perfect group. Um, but I do think that 
like finding a place where men are willing to pour into one another. That's why I love church groups. You know, the the men's core groups are great. They're free. You can jump into them and guys are are staying connected and doing great things. Um, mm. Over this last year, year and a half, two years at Braveco, we discipled over 500 men mm-hmm. in our online discipleship program. And again, just seen like so much success. Guys starting uh, the year in the middle of uh, their marriage breaking down and addiction, you know, feeling really unsuccessful. And by the time they end their, I mean, everything's turned around in their life and it's the power of community. Yeah. It's not the power of, you know, the teaching or the different tools, that stuff's helpful, but it's the power of community because honestly, every man has access to, you can Google, uh, how to, whatever, how to work through pain, how to like, there's tons of information out there, but actually having men in your corner every single day to me, that's the key. That's the key because, you know, those guys are going to help you stick with your goals. Those guys are going to help you walk out the hard things. And so, yeah, you can go to brave guys can go to braveco.org, check us out if they want to follow the podcast and get more connected. That's a good way. Awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much for being here with me and running with me. It's been a pleasure. And if you have any questions about anything you heard today, we would love to hear your comments or questions. Please visit braveco.org. If you wanted to check that link out, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you.